Time is so deeply disorientingly elastic. We're aware of it constantly. It governs every moment of every day. And yet it can still surprise us with unexpected swiftness or grogginess. For most of my life, the 1960s felt like a set piece, more vivid historical diorama than memory. But then I looked up and along with the rest of the first internet generation, realized it's been 30 years since 1990, that decade that governed my high school experience, my first sort of crystallized cultural touchstone, and that only 30 years before that was 1960. There's something about this fractal repetition, the idea that I can now conceive of distances like these and that they're painfully small, that has made me feel so many things so acutely. This past year, the 50th anniversary of Woodstock, of the Manson murders, the Beatles breaking up, of the Apollo 11 moon landing, is just 100 years, two of the same breath, from the ratification of the 19th Amendment, which permitted white women to vote in the United States elections. And this is shocking. I'm shocked that it wasn't until 1965, 45 years after white women gained suffrage, that the Voting Rights Act was passed, allowing black women to exercise their right to vote. 1965. Time is so deeply, disorientingly elastic. Tranquility Base here. The Eagle has landed. Roger, Twain. Tranquility, we copy you on the ground. Over a million people here celebrating a day that they never thought would come. A day in which Germany became one country again. A wandering band of members of a so-called religious cult with a leader they call Jesus has had three of its followers arrested. The event is so momentous that historians may one day view it as a landmark in the decline of the British Empire. The Beatles are breaking up. And liftoff of the Space Shuttle Discovery with the Hubble Space Telescope, our window on the universe. We are proud gay and lesbian people who are here to stake our claim for equal rights, which we do not have in this country and in the world. I'm Nadia Sirota the host and curator of Sound On, a series of chamber music concerts exploring the music of our time, performed by musicians from the New York Philharmonic. This Sound On will be February 10th at 7.30 in the Appel Room at Jazz at Lincoln Center. More information, including how to get tickets, is at nyphil.org soundon. So on this Sound On, we're exploring a few things. We're going to hear three brand new world premieres for 2020 and two works from the 1960s. One is The Voice. We'll hear how five composers use vocalizations, both live and pre-recorded, to explore their subject matter. And one is Timeliness. We'll see how five artists create music that is both of its time and timeless. Finally, this concert is part of the first week of Project 19, a year-long initiative celebrating the ratification of the 19th Amendment and 100 Years of Women's Suffrage, with 19 commissioned works by 19 female composers, the largest commissioning project of its kind. We're going to have three world premieres, Nicole Lise's Tears Pillow, Joan LaBarbera's Ears of an Eagle, and Paola Prestini's Thrush Song, that will take on these concepts in turn exploring the prismatic theme of leading voices.
Our show is going to start with music by Nicole Lise, who's a Canadian composer who likes to synthesize cultural touchstones from the past 50 years in her music. She describes her influences as the earliest MTV videos, turntablism, rave culture, Hitchcock, Kubrick, Alexander McQueen, thrash metal, early video game culture, 1960s psychedelia, and 1960s modernism. And she is obsessed by analog and digital artifacts, glitches, and malfunction. This piece, Tears Pillow, is a reimagining of 1950s pop arrangements through the lens of karaoke cassette tape mixes. Then we're going to hear a piece by George Crumb, who is an American composer who's now 90 years old. He is a fiercely innovative and kind of whimsical composer, someone who's broken apart and reassembled almost every aspect of composition, from notation to instrumentation to performance techniques. Crumb was one of the first to electrify orchestral instruments, and he's equally likely to ask performers to use a mute as a face mask or tuned wine glasses or some kind of crazy lighting concept. So the second piece on this program, George Crumb's Night of the Four Moons, takes as its text the poetry of Lorca and uses it to express the composer's own kind of complicated feelings about the Apollo 11 moon landing. La luna está muerta, muerta. Joan LaBarbera is an American composer and vocalist who has been fluent in technology and performance art and really boundary-pushing performance practice since the 1970s. She's had a massive influence on generations of composers and performers and is renowned for a host of extended vocal techniques, including multiphonics, circular singing, ululation, and glottal clicks. But the cool thing is she kind of employs these in an extremely communicative way a sort of verbalized, non-linguistic palette. Joan LaBarbera's work is often representational, and she does not shy away from political and social themes. Her response to the Project 19 Commission was to dive right into the theme, addressing American history head-on with a piece that almost takes on the form of a litany, citing prominent abolitionists and suffragists. Paola Prestini is a force for good in New York City. She's an imaginative composer of glittery textures and central melodies, but she's always felt most inspired as a collaborator, stating, the potential of multiple minds is greater than one. If the minds come from disparate worlds, even better. Paola is also the co-founder and artistic director of the nonprofit music organization and arts venue, National Sawdust. Paolo's work, Thrush Song, is a collaboration with librettist Maria Popova and is set to a text of intimate letters written by Rachel Carson. Rachel Carson is the author of a 1962 work called Silent Spring, which is a seminal environmental science book that laid out the effect of toxic pesticides on the planet.
The final piece on this Sound On program is by Luciano Berrio, who was an Italian composer who had an incredibly wide range of musical work that had immeasurable impact on art and culture. Honestly, to sum up his life in a sentence or two is pretty daunting. Berrio is a composer who really wrung out the medium, exploring all the corners of it that he could. Berrio wrote a series of incredibly virtuosic explorations of technique for solo instruments called sequenzas. He spent decades of his life from the 1950s onwards exploring electronic music, working with the medium really from its infancy. He's written some of the most compelling political works I've ever heard. He's expanded the definition of an orchestra and countless other ensembles. If you've never done it before, or even if you have, I'd recommend going deep into a Berio YouTube spiral. You'll be happy you did. In 1950, he married the American soprano Kathy Berberian, and she inspired him to write a number of pieces folk songs is Berio's take on folk songs from a bunch of different countries and a couple that he wrote himself. I hope you can join us to hear all of these incredible pieces. This Sound On is February 10th at 7.30 in the Appell Room at Jazz at Lincoln Center overlooking beautiful Columbus Circle and Central Park. More information, including how to get tickets, is at nyphil.org soundon.